0: Right. Welcome to Jess and the Guest. Today is my very favorite episode. Today I talked to my oldest friend in comedy, Cypher Sounds. Siphon and I started out in comedy together. He he had done a lot more by that point, but from literally doing comedy shows in Queens on Monday nights to doing improv workshops to literally everything, he has done it all, and he's so kind and hardworking. I did not know how successful he was until I did research on him. That's how kind he is. You wouldn't think. He did things like, oh, I don't know, broke Rihanna and Rihanna posted about him. He's in the DJ. He plays the DJ in the Ponda replay video. He has, I don't know, just called and talked to Jay-Z. Like, I don't know. I'm convinced he's part of the Illuminati at this point. We talk about being on tour with Dave Chappelle, being on Chappelle's private jet, dancing with John Hamm. And oh yeah, there's a video. He's just truly the best. I, I can't say enough good things about him. I'm so indebted to him for doing this and he's incredible. I also learned a lot too because he's on tour with Michael Che, and we talk a lot about just the stand-up, doing different versions of stand-up, doing your openers and closers, last and first, and it's truly fascinating. Oh, and he makes fun of me a lot, so yeah, I'm sure you'll like that too. I can't nice. get over how much you've done in your career. I it was mind blowing because when I met you, you were just and you still are like the nicest guy, just so talented. I never knew. Uh. Like, I was looking at all of your career highlights and I was like, wait a minute, what? (laughs) I know. How are you not like a douchebag or anything?
1: (laughs) I don't understand why one has to equal the other. Yeah. I really don't understand that. I don't understand why people that do a lot of things or get successful or get in this business, I don't know if it makes them assholes or they already were assholes. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. I try to spread it as much as possible. Also, I'm definitely not, uh, I think, the asshole and this leads to maybe more financial (laughs) (laughs) wealth and stuff because i give it away yeah
0: (laughs) well (laughs) what i really want to talk to you about i know you've done literally so much like broke rihanna rick ross sean paul on tour with dave chappelle uh little kim you were with too like all the stuff but what i want to talk to you about is your war on crocs
1: this is all right people are taking this situation very lightly and i don't (laughs) appreciate it Footwear is very important. Yeah. And, and, and you could wear a track suit, a sweatsuit. But if you have on a fresh pair of sneakers and a nice watch, you're killing it. Yeah. I don't, I don't, there's a lot of footwear I don't agree with. But now Crocs is just like, it's gone too far. It's like <laughs> children, you're wearing children's shoes as an adult. And for the, for the, uh, uh, on the, the, under the guise of comfort. Yeah. What is this thing lately with absolute comfort? Why? Yeah. Why do people fly on planes in their pajamas? (laughs) Like, what, why do you have to be so comfortable? Yeah. Also, success comes from being uncomfortable, you have to struggle a little. You have to find the suffering and then break out of it. That's how you get success. Yeah. I don't understand these people with the pajamas, neck pillows, <laughs> uh, 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 like a fleece, like a, a oversized old navy fleece hoodie, and pajama pants, like sponge, like SpongeBob pants, <laughs> and then crux. Yeah what's why do people why do people think flying is so uncomfortable <laughs> it's like i would listen it's like sitting on your couch watching a, two movies <laughs> what is it about flying that makes me like oh i have to be comfortable like it's four hours five hours yep. okay if you're flying to australia maybe i can see your point I've Maybe. definitely sat on my couch for six hours watching TV. Oh yeah. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> How
0: have you gotten like hate DMs for about the Crocs? Oh,
1: oh, many, many. And then the thing about uh the Crocs lately is um so like like a lot of dudes in the hood wear them. Really? Like, okay, so the thing about the hood is like You live in a house, right? Are you in a house right now? Well, I'm quarantined with my parents, but yeah. (laughs) Not my house. house. It's just sadder. Sadder. Want to make it? Yeah, Yeah, let's make it even sadder. But you have a backyard, a side yard, a front yard. Do you have a porch? Yeah. Okay. In the hood, the sidewalk in front of your building is the porch.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And that's the, I don't want to get into a whole socioeconomic (laughs) (laughs) discussion, but like, when when now yes people in the hood don't own the buildings mm-hmm. but it's still your home yeah right so when cops come by and they see a bunch of kids hanging out outside sitting on cars the cop has to think about it like those are just people sitting on their porch yeah it just so happens their 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 porch is the 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 public sidewalk yeah but 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 to you you're outside in front of your house with your friends on the porch Yeah. So that being said, people start to wear porch wear and like, I'm seeing a lot of Crocs in the hood. And also, uh, I I don't, I, I don't agree with it. I don't believe in it. And then there's thugs threatening me (laughs) on my DMS. Like, yo, I'll slap you wearing my Crocs. (laughs) Somebody said that to me. Yo, I'll slap you in the face wearing my crocs. I was like, I'm not scared of you. Yeah. <laughs> I could just put a little bit of oil on the ground and pizza's a little grease for my pizza, you yeah. fall on the ground, and you're gonna fall <laughs> on your face. You can't run after somebody in crocs. <laughs> I have to slight if you threaten me, you pull out a gun. Yeah, you got crocs. I just have to slightly jog away. <laughs> so true i don't understand it what's happening yeah people are so invested in this and it's such a big <laughs> like, it's a big thing and i get it because i'm fully invested into wearing nikes yeah so i understand i I guess i understand that part of loving something you wear but they have <laughs> there's some strong believers in this croc movement
0: yeah did I hear you didn't DJ a breakfast at like a power breakfast or something
1: because they made you wear shoes? The Rock Nation brunch. Yeah, what was that? the Rock Nation brunch? Is, is every um they do it every year at the Grammys. It's, no big deal. It's, it's the party. Yeah, it is the party. It is the one everyone wants to go to,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and everyone is super suited up. And I was like, look, I'll throw on a nice sweater. I'll throw on some nice pants, not a suit, but something nice. Yeah. But I'm not wearing shoes. I don't, I, that's one of my non-negotiables. Yeah. Like I would only ever wear shoes. I know it's weird. I know I have weird non-negotiables. No. I would only wear shoes if it was in some kind of like an acting role. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Like if I was in a movie and I had to play like the character wore shoes, mm-hmm. but cyber sounds me personally, I won't wear shoes.
0: Yeah. Your shoes are probably much nicer and more expensive than any
1: other shoes too, that they would some fancy. Sneakers. Yeah. Not really though, because I also don't chase um like these rare exclusive sneakers that cost a lot of money. Really? I just like certain sneakers I like air maxes like air force ones I like jordan's i don't really get like the crazy ones that are like oh somebody paid nine thousand dollars for them like yeah i just get it's all about colors and matching to my clothes yeah that's awesome though so i mean i have some nice ones yeah but yeah so then i was like forget it i'm not doing it And they're like you're not gonna do it because you have to wear shoes i'm like yeah yeah obama I- could have asked me to dj the white house like, you have to wear shoes i'm like come on obama because here's the thing. If you, if you, if you're asking me to do something, you must want me and you yeah. must know. Me. So let me be me. Yeah. I couldn't get over. I
0: had, I've seen the Ponday replay music video so many times I couldn't get over that that's you. Like, I was like, wait a minute, what?
1: Like, that's so cool. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't even like that big of a deal at the time because like, I, I basically broke rihanna i was the first one to ever play her music anywhere and helped situate her record deal mm-hmm. and then like the song is about a dj not turning up the music enough you know yeah so like at the time i was like with rihanna all the time yeah but she was she was a kid she was a 17 year old kid like mm-hmm. i've been around a lot of artists when they were young in their developing stages and you know it's just part of the business, but she just happened to turn into a freaking global <laughs> megastar. Yeah. Well it's no different than any other videos I'm in or any other artists I've helped their careers in the early stages, you know? Yeah. You've worked with
0: so many incredible people. Do you have a favorite artist that you've worked with or I don't even know if that's
1: if you would have um no not not one particular, but I like working with people That, um, like reciprocate the feeling. Like I like people that work with people that like bring me joy. You know what I mean? Like you know that that's a big thing nowadays. Like I I rather work with someone smaller if they're more my friend than a superstar that's being an asshole.
0: Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? And vice versa. Yeah. Um, like Pharrell is a great person. You know what I'm saying? Awesome. Jay Z is a great person um and I've done many different things with Jay-Z many different projects and like he's just a cool like personally mm-hmm. a really cool dude are you in the Illuminati
0: now with him
1: no, no I've, been, I've been asking how to get into it <laughs> and I was like take anyway, me with you <laughs> he's not he's like you're not you're not at the <laughs> level yet when you get a certain amount of millions there's a you they, they you get the call <sighs> god one day (laughs) one day one day or maybe not who knows i know (laughs) but like like dave Chappelle, very cool dude so like i have i'm naming all the superstars but also mayno i don't know if you know this rapper named mayno yeah bro mayno when i used to do an improv show at ucb yeah anytime a guest would fall through like i lost a guest for scheduling reasons yeah mayno would come and do the show
0: oh so nice
1: anytime I call on him he comes through he'll come to any comedy show I'm doing if I need somebody there vice versa whatever he needs me to do I'll do and he's not the biggest rapper in the world but he's a great guy Hmm. you know what I'm saying uh Noriega the rapper Noriega a great guy like these are like friends so these are the type of artists I'd rather work with now especially now that I'm older like it's not worth it to be unhappy, you know? Yeah.
0: All right, Jess and the guest listeners, As someone who is currently quarantining with their family, I've never needed therapy more in my life. I feel like everyone could use that. And luckily there's a place like betterhelp.com. Again, that's Better betterhelp.com. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. And, uh, Jess and the guest listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash Jess and the Guest. This will help you with everything. It puts you in touch with a licensed counselor within 48 hours, which dear God, we all need that (laughs) truly. So again, that's betterhelp.com slash Jess and the guest, and you'll get 10% off your first month. Okay. So the summer camp videos I saw, were you dancing with John Hamm? No big deal. Whatever.
1: Yeah, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you dance with John Hamm? We'd do a lot, a lot worse things. <laughs> it was Fourth of July weekend. We we're in uh, Yellow Springs, Ohio, where Dave lives. They were doing these these shows, and it's Questlove, Erica Badu, um, Common, mm-hmm. Talib Kweli, uh, and. Um, Erika Badu's band, and like they, they, they're playing all this like great black music, uh, soul music, classics. You know, uh, Otis Redding and uh, yeah. freaking, uh, whatever. Just a lot of old black music. Yeah. But there's a lot of white people in the audience, so, so I go to John Hamm, who's on the side. They're playing blues. They're playing funk. It's it's great. Everyone's having a great time. And I go to John Hamm and I go, you want to do something? And he's like, what? And I just met him like, but the thing is when you're in the Dave circle, you're like automatically like, basically you're in this circle of trust. Like if you made it in there, you've been vetted. You're like, you're like automatically kind of comrades yeah. because Dave has a, you know. Approved, yeah. Yeah, like like cherry picked everyone. Yeah. So like, it's much easier. like. If I'm here and you're here, we mm-hmm. both we we both know that we're cool because Dave brought us here. Yeah. So I don't know you John Ham, but if we're in the same dinner, we're we can talk and get to know each other and it won't be like yeah. we, you know I'm not yeah. going to be like some stalker. So I go, "Yo, you want to do something?" And he goes, "What?" I go, "Just follow my lead." And he goes, "No, yeah. no, 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 no." And I go, "Bro, I'm I promise you, I'm not going to make you look dumb. It's going to be fun." Yeah. So, Okay, all right, let's do it. So I go to the DJ booth and I put on like uh, four of these, you know, I DJ when I do comedy sometimes. So I have like this white set I do. So I go (laughs) and and I put the white set together and then I grab the mic from Dave. I'm like, Dave, give me that mic. I said, listen, this is amazing. This is an awesome event. Everyone's going crazy. But like, there's a lot of white people here. And sometimes they want to hear songs they know. And Dave, Dave starts laughing. And then I play Journey, Don't Stop Believing. And I go, I go, John, come out here. And John comes out and the crowd goes nuts. And we do like three or four songs. We do like Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah. Wonderwall. Uh, I mean, classic white people. Yeah. yeah. And like, he's like, he's like just being extra goofy white. Yeah. He's, like, he's in on the joke. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if you know John Hamm from like 30 rock and all that stuff, you know he's yeah. he can he can do funny stuff. Oh yeah. And he's like, yo, he goes, That was great. That was so fun because it was so unexpected. Like, yeah, everyone Erica Badu is Mosh. Slam dancing with to teen spirit with us, like it was great. Oh, that's so fun! That's so yeah. incredible. It must have been so nice just to see people,
0: to like to be able to like hug people or touch people. Because I know you yeah. do all the COVID testing and all of yeah. it was like
1: very safe. Yeah. yeah, especially at that time, like yeah, like yeah. that's when we were like that was July. Yeah, Fourth of July. We went into lockdown like March, mm-hmm. so April, May, June, like three, four months of like not seeing people and it was like a good way to like you know have human contact again who knew how important human contact was
0: this taught me how important
1: I don't yeah, know seeing I just people don't is. I don't like um I can't be still and it's it's actually like an issue yeah like I I need to chill sometimes yeah but I have I there's something inside me I I it, I, it bothers me so I just been trying to stay busy and then like, I'll do any little random. I like it. I like kind of, this is the only thing I like about COVID is it's forced me to do these little shitty shows. Yeah. Cause I was spoiled. I'm doing the comedy cellar. I'm on tour with Michael Che with Dave Chappelle doing arenas, doing big venues and I'm spoiled. Yeah. And I wasn't working on new shit. I was just coasting with my set. Yeah. Now I'm doing a (laughs) a freaking uh a a, a show on this we did a show on the sidewalk <laughs> this they built like a little kind of stage It's not even like a little thing on the one side of the street and then on the other side of the street is the audience but oh there's God. still traffic there's yeah. cars going by yeah and i'm like i would never have done this a year ago
0: oh yeah i saw michael che was like on a pickup truck i think in queens were you in yeah. that show too
1: yeah, yeah we did those we did this <laughs> we did this parking lot yeah and we got a pickup truck and like we just made it a stage yeah it was great do you prepare differently because you
0: work with so many people like Michelle Wolf I feel like her audience might be different than like Michael Che or yeah. like do you prepare differently based on the audiences or where you're going or, or same like Sean Patton too like how like I just feel like all the crowds must be different
1: but I very different. Yeah very different very different Michelle Michelle Wolf's crowd is a lot of like what I call woke whiteies, <laughs> like who know her from the correspondence dinner. So yeah, a lot of woke whiteys that know her from the, the White House correspondence dinner. Yeah. And then um, Michael Chan, obviously SNL fans. Awesome. So I don't change my jokes. Um, I try to make jokes that are universal. Yeah. What I do change is my approach. Yeah. Um, I think I think comedy is universal but if you're doing a club with all black people mm-hmm. it's like you need like more more aggression yeah more in your face and you're doing a crowd for like people that are going to get are sensitive and going to get offended you kind of like reel them in a little bit more yeah like I start with a with a very smooth joke, just to get them on board. Cause if you lose them in the beginning, you, you'll lose them for the whole show. Yeah. But like an urban crowd, which I hate that term, but like a black crowd, you got to get them right away. Yeah. Or you lose them. Yeah. So there's certain things like that you got to know. Same jokes though, but you got to like like urban rooms. You got to come in and like start cursing and yelling and get their attention. Yeah. But other ways that you gotta ease into it. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, just the approach.
0: I feel like one of your superpowers is like reading the root. Like I've only ever seen you be successful. You have such great stage presence. I've never seen you fail at really anything. Even during improv scenes,
1: have you always just been great? I'm not, um, I'm not scared to be on stage. Yeah. Uh, I've been on stage since I was, I don't know, 20 years old. You know what I mean? so that carries a lot of weight. Yeah. Uh, I' I'm, I'm not the funniest person in the world, but I know my I know my job, I know my role, and I make sure the whole show goes over well. Yeah. Um, that's that reading the room and um, reading the room and filling in the blanks, I think is my superpower, yeah. which sometimes I get jealous of the people I work with. Like last time I did a show here in Colorado with Sean Patton and he's off the chain, <laughs> left field crazy. <laughs> and he kills in such a different way. And I look at him and I get jealous yeah, that I can't do that. But I'm also happy that I set the room up for that to happen. yeah. You know what I mean? And I know my role. And one day I, I wish to be that guy but I don't know. I just don't think it's me. Uh, I don't know. I've seen you do really well. I feel like you could easily. I don't know. No, it's just, it's, I, I also, I'm very, uh, I'm very, um, what's the word? What's the, you know, words. (laughs) I don't know about that. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I, I, I know, I know that I hang out with the greatest. Mm -hmm. So my, my little, my balance is off. Yeah. Because I hang out with such greats that sometimes it makes me feel inadequate. Yeah. If I was hanging out with Dave Chappelle, Michelle Wolf, Michael K. Yeah, I would feel that way too. But I did a show the other night in a freaking little restaurant in Jersey and I killed. Uh, And it was like, yeah, like I'm I'm good at this. Keep doing it. Like I just get, I hang out with the best of the best. Yeah. It throws you, it could throw you off a little. Yeah, definitely. I can throw you off. I feel
0: like you're one of the only people I know
1: that tours with Michael Che. I
0: feel like, uh, like how much do you learn from him just being around him? Yeah, he doesn't like
1: tour. He's... He doesn't like to be around a lot of people, especially on yeah. the road. Yeah. Um. Uh, it's funny. I was talking about this last night. He Che is, uh, he's a he's one of the greatest. The problem with Che is that he doesn't do enough stand up because he's so busy with SNL. Yeah this my, this is what I, this is my opinion. Yeah. Um, he would be one of the greatest standups the, the way we love Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Michael Che would be that, or is on his way to being that. Yeah. Would be that already if he wasn't so busy being on TV. Yeah. He, he taught me, he doesn't like the way he sees comedy. It's almost like a, like he sees like color he goes, okay, this is a good color for tonight. This is a yeah. good, you know, like a, this is like, we'll do a little fuchsia, we'll mix it with some red. And I'm like, what the? I'm just trying to do jokes. He goes, yeah, I, know. I gotta... <laughs> So one time he tells me, um, I get off stage and, he, and he's shaking his head in the green room. He was like, mm, mm. I'm like, what? And this is still when I was kind of early. Yeah,
0: that's also yeah. so scary.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mm, what? Mm. <laughs> And I'm like, first of all, I'm older than you, shut up. He's like, (laughs) He goes, you got, you do, you, your set has too much rhythm. I was like, okay. Yeah. You do your set, like a DJ set. Like it's always boom, boom, boom. And it kills. Yeah. But it's always the same, always on point. And you're not, you're not letting yourself breathe. And I was like, okay. He goes next show. I want you to do your set backwards. So you start Ooh. with your closer, and you end you close with your opening joke. And I'm like, "Whoa, bro, that's not I can't do that." He goes, yeah. okay. he goes, "It's gonna be uncomfortable." Yeah. But you have to make it work. And he goes, "Every joke that you do on stage should be a closer." Oh. I That'd was like, great. "Wow." But, oh. Yeah. Because we're, awesome. some a lot of comedians do joke, 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 and set up for the big joke at the end and explode yeah. it he never does that he just every show's a snowflake he says and he goes I might end with this joke I might start with this joke and we're gonna see where it goes wow so, yeah, good. so <laughs> and that, that taught me a lot to like no change it up change it yeah. up
0: no it's really smart I've only seen I mean when I saw him at the cellar he just killed and this was even like before SNL he was just yeah it was a different level I was like
1: how, yeah, how do he's you- good how are we the same species?
0: (laughs) If you're like me, you have no time for breakfast. Trust me, I get it. And finding something healthy can sometimes be really difficult. So use Magic Spoon. It's this great cereal. It is low carb, high protein, and Jess and the guest listeners get 10% off. Again, that's 10% off. Use code Jess and the guest at www.magicspoon.com. How was your first time meeting Dave? Like, Cause you guys have grown together so much, I feel like.
1: Dave, yeah, meeting Dave was like nothing. It was like I was introduced to him by like most deaf and taller quality. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I knew him, I don't know how I knew him. He was in a couple movies, he was just in the oh, stand yeah. up like deaf comedy jam, whatever.
0: Yeah,
1: um, but but Dave, I met through music. He loved Dave, thinks he's a musician,
0: yeah,
1: Dave thinks he's a rapper. <laughs> and uh, he's always around musicians. He loves music. he That's the thing about Dave. When he's doing comedy on stage, mm-hmm. you don't realize it is because you're just enjoying the show. He's performing it like a band would, not how normal comedians do it. Yeah. And yeah. if you put that filter over it, like, oh, he's performing like a lead singer of a band. Mm-hmm. And it, you'll see it when I, now that I mentioned that to you, when <laughs> you'll see it like, oh yeah, like he, the way he stands, the way he moves, the kind of jokes he does. It's like, he thinks it's like music and he always has music on his show. That's why when I tour with him, I DJ yeah. a lot. He has a normal DJ that tours with him everywhere at any moment. um, You know, Questlove or Robert Glasper will be around like playing mm-hmm.
0: So just like no name, low level, you know, yeah, just no
1: big low deal. name, jazz legends. <laughs> yeah, no, no big deal. Like he had this, he had this thing he was doing for a while called the Juke Joint,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the band was, the band was made up of members of Stevie Wonder's band and Prince's band. Okay. Yeah. Like, this is Prince, this was Prince's drummer. This is Stevie Wonder's bass player. This is Stevie Wonder's keyboard player. This is Prince's guitar player. It's like. okay yeah insane
0: i feel like you need to write a book too because your stories are insane too and this is like not even
1: any (laughs) they're definitely like yeah i have a lot of fly on the wall stories yeah That i I gotta tell yeah i gotta tell them
0: well also too i loved your show i mean i've seen you do so many different shows like from take it personal to i don't get gas to i mean what was do you have a favorite show that you to your TV show laugh tracks uh laugh mob which do you have a favorite
1: show that you've done I like I like Take It Personal the Best yeah I like my improv show Take It Personal was a hip hop improv show I used to do where I would get like a rapper or somebody from the hip hop world to tell a story and then we would make up a show on the spot you know what improv yeah. is Yeah um the reason why I like that the best and I love doing stand up it's like 5248 yeah. Because the thing with stand up, and I love doing it and I want to do it and I want to be successful at it. It's it's the same jokes every night. Because yeah. it's an act. You're, yeah. It's like if you have a song and you do those, you perform those songs with stand up, you perform those jokes. Yeah. The thing I liked about improv is like completely different every single time. Yeah. And I really like working with other people. Yeah, stand up is lonely, and you know even if you're on the road with somebody and you're on tour with them, like when you're on stage, it's just you. Yeah. Sorry, I'm on (laughs) time.
0: I know. I don't know how you're awake right now. I'm like barely functioning, and I'm on time.
1: How are you? When you're on stage, it's just you. Yeah. And I think I like about improv is like it's a team group thing. Yeah. That's really what I miss. I miss that a lot. It was like the hottest show too, to
0: go to. I just remember Casey Joe's killing it every time, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. you it killed was it. A like, oh, I'm, yeah. It's like, I miss, I don't know when improv will be back in you.
1: <laughs> improv is going to be like one of the last things to come back because it's yeah, you literally mean. five to eight people close together. Yeah. You know, it's like, when are we going to get to that stage again? Because at <laughs> least stand up, you're by yeah. yourself.
0: Yeah. How were all the Austin shows? I know you were just there a couple weeks ago now or a month ago. Austin
1: Austin shows were good too. Austin shows were like, it was cool because it's just like the Yellow Springs show but Yellow Springs is this weird little hippie town in the middle of Ohio. Yeah. So it's like, it's great to be there with Dave and Dave makes it so comfortable and so great. But you're still in like this weird little town that has like one little main street. Austin shows were great cause you're in Austin. Yeah. So like you do the shows, but then like there's we went we went to a gun range one day we were shooting. <laughs> we went to, um, you know, there's, there's museums. Mm-hmm. There's like, you can go to the mall. Like you can go to the mall. You know what I mean? Like Texas is kind of like just open. Yeah. And it feels good. Like we were being safe, but. It feels nice to, yeah. It feels <laughs> good to like, yeah, be around like people. And so you can go to a restaurant. Yeah um what is that like what is that <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I don't know I had COVID in March yeah me too yeah and I had like I have like I still I know I took another test because Dave and everybody got COVID once the bubble yeah. breaks the bubble broke like yeah everyone in the team got it oh yeah um because we had our bubble so we were all so close together yeah and once the bubble broke it just poof, yeah uh I didn't, I didn't get it in Austin because I already had it and, and I, ha- I still have strong antibodies. Oh, good. So like, it felt good to like, I don't know. I like going to restaurants and I like going to the movies and I like going yeah. shopping. And like this last year has been really rough for me. Yeah. Really rough. Yeah.
0: Really I, rough. Yeah. I really thought it would be like a month at most. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe it. for
1: almost a year in. And I, yeah. yeah. Like even when it got three, four months, like it was like, okay, this is about to be over. This is a long time. And then yeah. we just, it's all like a haze. Like the whole thing is like a haze.
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, do you think you'll do more TV shows in the future? Or will you do more stand-up still? And how do you and see?
1: That's yeah. All Listen, that's all the goal. Yeah. The stand-up is to get popular, to get the TV show. The yeah. TV show is to be popular so that you do bigger stand-up arenas. Yeah. It's all, it all ties in, you know, yeah. like I, I, I like to do any, any of this entertainment stuff, Yeah. whether it's DJing, comedy, you know, I mean, I'm getting older now, but I always wanted to do acting. I just yes. suck at auditions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I suck at auditions. So yeah. I need to get popular enough to create my own show that I can just be in. Yeah. That's the goal. Oh. Um, yeah. I'm great. not one of those guys that kills it in auditions and get all the, all these roles.
0: Yeah. No, me too.
1: Well, once I, so when I do get something, people are like, oh, this guy's good. Yeah. But I got to weasel in. Yeah. I mean, just from watching you
0: do improv, and you do so many different characters and you're great. So I can't even imagine. I'm sure you'd You know what's it.
1: funny? I can't, I, <laughs> I've done improv shows and like, I'll do like a Russian accent. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't even know I could do a Russian accent. Yeah. I can't, I can't do it. There's something about performing that it goes into a different part of your brain, yeah, and then it accesses different talents or some shit. Like I can't yeah. do one now, yeah, <laughs> but on stage it just would come, and I was like, this, "That's not that's why." I like also the thing about stand up is like sometimes when you don't do it for a long time, you kind of forget your jokes, yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I used to be scared, and then I would just go on stage, and it would kind of just download.
0: It's great. Yeah. It's like your
1: brain knows, oh, he needs this now. Yeah. And maybe they're a little choppy and a little rusty, but they're there.
0: Yeah.
1: And the reason that makes them choppy and rusty is because you're so nervous before you go on stage, you're kind of blocking your own brain. Yeah. Now I just try not to be nervous or I'm just not nervous. Yeah. And I just go on stage and they download oh. and it's, and I, I feel it like, oh, here they come. yeah And it's like, I usually say this after this, I usually say this after this. Yeah. This after this. yeah. It's, it's really weird, the human, well, you know about the human brain. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah, but no, it's crazy to, yeah. And, and it's really like, it's something about performing that it's like hard to explain to people Yeah. that I don't know what, but you're, and also I have like bad allergies. Yeah. Like seasonal allergies. Yeah. And sometimes I'll like, sometimes I run through, like I have to buy a box of tissues Mm -hmm. Cause I'm in my car and my nose won't stop running. Yeah. And I'm like, this is going to ruin the show. How am I going to be on stage with my nose running from allergies and my eyes watering? Yeah. And I go on stage and it stops. It all stops. Yeah. And then you get off stage and it comes back and it's like, your brain was like, I don't know what it is, like the chemical term or the technical term, but it's like, it sends like the adrenaline you need to cut that out, because it knows you got to do this thing. yeah, And then it comes back after.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm like, this is, so that's why I know like there's something about like, I don't know what happens inside your head, what biochemical reaction, but it knows you're performing. Yeah, you really are one of the best performers. I oh, God,
0: I can't know you are your. So, I mean, you've been so ta- you're so talented. I still remember doing like scenes with you at like Will Hines. I don't know, like wow, one right? day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, you're so funny. Days. I know. Uh, thank you. But thank you. I hope to see you live I can't thank you enough for doing this. You have so Good. many stories. I feel like this didn't even like scratch the surface of stories. <laughs> but you're so great. So well,
1: what is this room you're in? It looks like you're in like a <laughs> like a like a a, a cruise ship cabin. I'm actually trapped. If you could help me, <laughs> help. No. Now, have you been on a cruise ship since March? Oh,
0: yeah, every day. Is that not? <laughs> I'm still on this cruise.
1: They would got to
0: get out of there. <laughs> no, my uh, I'm the least favorite child. So, my right. room, when like all my stuff's in LA, I when I came home because I was like oh come see people LA so shut down my room got turned into a gym the second I left home so I'm in my sister's childhood bedroom not even (laughs) mine yeah and she decided to paint bright orange and green or whatever pink so (laughs) this is what I see every day while you're traveling and touring
1: yeah (laughs) I mean I didn't even need this virtual background my room is actually really nice oh well I should have just kept it like that now you're just bragging <laughs> I'm, killing it. I'm killing it in denver and hotel prices are so cheap right now oh god I'm so jealous this whole floor is empty it's just me up here once i get off this cruise ship i will <laughs> go all right i'll see you in royersford
0: yeah you were the best site but thank you for everything no, you're you. amazing thanks so much see ya hey everyone thank you so much for listening to jess and the guest please like subscribe you know the drill all right tune in next thursday for a brand new episode and thank you again